everyone. Welcome to The Boot. That's right. It's The Boot. We are recasting classic movie reboots, so Hollywood doesn't have to. This week, we are casting the biggest April Fools of all. Fire Festival, the movie, starring Billy McFarland, Ja Rule the Rapper, Andy King, the guy who will do anything for his work, Grant Margolin, Shai Wandang, Mark Weinstein, and Mary Ann Roll. Kenna, do you like music festivals? I like that you just rattled off those names like this is the opening of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Musical guest! <laughs> Not Blink-182. <laughs> American rapper Ja Rule is in the Bahamas with his business partner. Billy McFarlane. He's an amazing entrepreneur. He can convince anyone of pretty much anything. They just bought an island. Pablo Escobar's island. Oh my gosh. Ding! We're gonna throw a festival, yeah. Within 48 hours. They sold out. These guys are either completely full of shit or they're the smartest guys in the room. Uh, Fire Festival had a cartoon by Robert Schmeigel. I think I definitely <laughs> would have gone. I, I do have a serious question for you. When did you find out about Fire Festival? Uh, I think I found out when the cheese sandwich got tweeted out. Yeah, the cheese sandwich heard around the world. <laughs> yeah, and I think that will tell you how what what sort of income bracket I'm in. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, I'm not rocking a Magnesis card. No. You mean, like, your debit card with a with a little sleeve over it that makes it look like metal? No, it's made of metal. They just took tape and, like, ripped their magnetic <laughs> strip off and then just taped it on. So shady. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, I know that I'm a, I'm a millennial woman, but I guess I just don't follow the right Victoria's Secret models to have known about this. Because <laughs> I also I also found out during the cheese sandwich phase of the the whole experiment, but but here we are. Here we are. So guys, I'm Brian Flynn, and with me as always is Kenneth Trent. If you've never heard this podcast, normally we would pick a classic movie, we would pick five characters of that movie, we would reboot it as if that movie was to be remade today, because this is a movie reboot podcast. Yeah, but it's April Fool's week. It's topsy turvy, friends. Topsy turvy. <laughs> Up is down, left is right. <laughs> So we decided to switch things up and talk about this documentary that uh, landed on Netflix. Uh, we're we're talking about the Netflix documentary, which kind of has some other like you know notes about it. It was basically made by the marketing team mm-hmm. that was also responsible for the debacle of Firefest. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought it was maybe the better documentary. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna pick. We picked a bunch of characters that were in this documentary, and we're gonna essentially cast the biopic. Yeah. This is Fire Festival, Festival, the movie. Right. So before we get into that, let's talk about some real reboot news. The Sandlot, set to return as a TV series with the original cast. So Ooh. apparently the, the original writer-director of The Sandlot, David Mickey Evans, said on the Rain Delay podcast that a TV series, which will run on an unnamed streaming service, will bring back the entire cast of the 1993 film cast as a TV show set in the 80s as all these kids are grown up with kids. Mm -hmm. You a big Sandlot fan? I mean, I don't know anybody my age, our age. Thank you. I say my age because Ryan is approximately (laughs) 65 and I'm a sprightly 19. Um, I don't know anybody in our like age bracket who is not a fan of the Sandlot. It was iconic for a generation. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not entirely sure why, but um, I love The Sandlot, but I don't know how I feel about everyone's careers at this point that they're coming back to do this show on an unnamed streaming service. Yeah, so the director basically said that it's like in the bag, ready to go. He sold an idea. He won't say to who, um, (laughs) but But everybody's on board. Everyone's on board. And like, I guess the cast reunited sometime last year for the 25 year anniversary for like the today show or something and they all seem like really into it but it was everybody except for the kid who played benny right see that's what i was gonna ask because benny the jet rodriguez becomes a professional baseball player at the end of that movie yes the jets got a suicide lead and and there he goes he's stealing home they don't see him i don't believe it he's stealing home the pitch So why would these people come – I mean like why would Benny the Jet come back to his local sandlot 
and hang out and play Which maybe life. that's the catch because I don't think that actor is like working anymore. His last credit was okay. Chicago Hope in 1997. Yeah, no way. He did the two Mighty Ducks sequels. Really? Yeah, you're right. I don't think he's acting. I he think was he's in- out. D3, The Mighty Ducks, Apparently. the Mighty Ducks movie that I remember weirdly the most. He plays Lewis. Which, I gotta Luis. be honest. Luis. I gotta Sorry. be honest. Benny the Jet Rodriguez was very formative for my childhood. <laughs> I'm gonna take the subjects of that. <laughs> I'm gonna nod. I get it. Like, I feel like it was one of those things that, like, you, this movie was so easily, like, played in school. Yeah. Because it was very just, like, straightforward. The beast, the whole storyline with the beast, and it turns out to be just, like, this great big dog. dog. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, And I feel like for so many, it was, for many of us, for many of us girls, or, you know, guys who were leaning in that direction, um, Benny was, like, the kid you had a crush on. Him and Devin Sawa and Casper. <laughs> Devin Sawa and Casper? Yeah, he was the real boy Casper. Listen, real boy <sighs> Casper. I don't like the phrase real boy Casper. <laughs> well, he's a <laughs> he's a cartoon. You can't have if you were attracted to cartoon Casper, concerning. Devin Sawa as real boy Casper. Yeah. It's like Benny the Jet was the all the girls wanted him. All the boys wanted to That's be him. Very you know true. What I mean? That's very true. So I get this. I let's see that. So would you watch the Sandlot without? I mean, I would give it a shot because there's just so much good nostalgia associated with the original movie. But I, I mean, what are the chances that this is any kind of quality? Okay, Sandlot for all you Sandlot '90s kids out there. Great news for you guys. '90s kids. Hashtag '90s kids. Hashtag '90s kids. Okay, should we watch this Aladdin trailer? I feel like the whole world's watched the Aladdin trailer, but yeah, let's watch it. Let's is ha- this the full one or the little teaser where everyone? This is the full one. Okay. We're not fooling around. Look at this scamp. Just a little snack, guys. <laughs> Do you want to rip it open? Take it back. stumbled upon an opportunity. I feel like Jafar needs to be creepier. I can make you rich. I like that he's a, he's more like smarmy. Princess. What would I have to do? There's a cave of wonders. Cave of wonders. Bring me the lamp. Oh boy. Here we go. Summons me. I stand by my oath. Loyalty to wishes three. I'm kidding. Watch this. Watch out. Uh, you done wound me up. You ain't never had a friend like me. I just realized Will Smith can't sing. There is a lot of gray area. He's, rap- He's a rapper. Make me a prince. I could just make you a prince. Oh, no. Y'all see my palace? You look like a prince on the outside, but I didn't change anything on the inside. Showtime. No, I'm in charge, okay? I say when it's time. Really? I thought a princess could go anywhere. Not this princess. Do you trust me? Talk about not singing. Here we go. Oh. (laughs) You don't think that's her voice? I am going to reserve judgment until I see the movie, but I legitimately feel like it's going to be a... Because, like, you could tell in Beauty and the Beast that they they did a lot to her voice to make it sound the way it did, and I'm a little concerned that that's what's going to happen here. <clears throat> My concern is... The genie. You know what? I don't care. Like, it's weird. It, it's not... The it's not my biggest concern. It's okay. just weird because Robin Williams is yeah. he is genie. It's the biggest possible shoes to be filling. I don't know who you're gonna get who can do all these impressions, be so quick on their feet with improv and also sing. Like you you would need a mix between like Nathan Lane and like Bill Hader, mm-hmm. which doesn't exist. So like Will Smith, I think the producers are hearing the comments that like he looks weird. Like yeah. So they're I feel like they're gonna figure it out by the time this movie comes out. My biggest concern is Guy Ritchie. 
because I have seen his last three movies. It's a choice. They're bad. And all three of them (laughs) are adaptations of, like, classic literary works. And so, like, I just watched Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I watched. I think I was just bored and it was cheap to rent. It was so bad. It was so bad. That that's my only reservation is just is mm. just Guy Ritchie. So the genie stuff, like all the controversy about genie looking weird, that I mean, I think Disney has its ear to the ground in terms of like what people are mm-hmm. saying about their movies, and I think they will figure it out somehow. Maybe it doesn't look great, but you know what? Like I don't know what else, like that's a hard that's a hard character to kind of get right. I'll say this in defense of Will Smith. Because I think people are writing him off pretty quickly. But I think what is pretty clear in the first full trailer is that obviously whoever plays the genie is not going to be Robin Williams. Yeah. And so they really can't try to do what he did. You just got to do it a different way. Yeah. And so I think it's a smart casting choice from the perspective of if you want it to be different, but different in a good way. I think that was a great choice because you have someone with a lot of personality who is going to bring their own flavor to the character and who has some sort of musical experience sure. to bring yeah. to the game. Um, and I think <clears throat> we're going to find a more like humanized, a more anthropo- anthropof- anthropomorphic. <laughs> I never do this. Anthropomorphic. Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm really mad at myself. Um, I think they're doing just fine with that. Yeah. It's it's just going to be hard to get Rob Williams out of your head. What would you wish of me? The ever impressive. The But never Genie of the Lamp. Right here, direct from the lamp. Right here for your very much wish fulfillment. And honestly, I've been waiting a really long time to get Will Smith on a movie soundtrack again. So if he doesn't deliver something fresh and original, I'm going to lose my mind. Wait, I thought you were very wary of new songs and musicals. It's Will Smith. (laughs) His biggest and best hits have come out of his movies. Wild Wild West, Men in Black, Men in Black 2. (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of young people suffering in the desert... Uh, let's get into this weird thing we're doing. This is Fire Festival, the movie. I started talking to Billy, and from the get-go was, you know, we're all running around scrambling every day to find new houses. We need help from you guys. Start to cut people. So I'm imploring them to cancel paying guests at this point. You know, they're not going to have a place to stay. And the response from Billy was, we're not a problems-focused group. We're a solutions-oriented group. We need to have a positive attitude about this. We need to have a good attitude. And he was unflappable, but he was also entirely delusional. So it was this constant battle in, in my mind between, is this guy a genius or is he a madman? Because he just would not take no for an answer and he would not take advice. And where do you land now? He's a liar. Fire Festival, the movie, guys. We know it's probably somewhere down the line. 100%. Billy McFarland, the douchebag in charge, is sitting in jail for, what is it, like fraud, embezzlement. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably worming his way somewhere to sell his life rights to some studio that will gobble them up for millions of dollars. Yep. He will be back. So we figured this week. Let's let's do a movie that hasn't ever been made. April yeah. Fools, guys. Um, <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. We're <laughs> tricking everybody. Um, so we're gonna cast some of the people that were in the documentary. Uh, again, we we're we're mainly focusing on the Netflix documentary, which, mm-hmm. in my opinion, was the better of the two documentaries. Yep. But just to put you guys at ease, we know that the Netflix documentary was made by the marketing team that marketed. Yeah. Fire Festival, who I also fucking have anger towards. Yeah. Um, and the Hulu one was made just – I don't know if it had, you know, purely altruistic reasons. But that was the one that actually paid Billy to come on and 
defend himself, which yeah. he didn't really. He just kind of said no comment throughout yeah. the whole thing. We are aware of how terrible Jerry Media is. <laughs> yes. We're not being like, this documentary is great because of them. Because here's the thing. They try, in this movie, they try to absolve themselves right. as much as possible. But as soon as you flip the script and go over to the Hulu documentary and from different angles, you start to see exactly how involved they were. It becomes apparent. That they deleted tweets. They deleted yes. you know, customer service requests. They basically went full blackout. Yeah. Continuing to promote this this shitstorm that affected the lives of not just like rich millennials or, you know, jet setting influencers, but like real people who were on the island who lost, yeah. you know, their life savings, who never got paid. And also they steal content from from everybody. From everybody. So we understand how awful right. and terrible they are. But this <laughs> but. documentary is good quality. So <laughs> yes. There's way more to sort of chew on about it. So we're going to take – we're doing seven characters this week. We're both going to do Billy, Ja Rule, which is uh, banana <laughs> <laughs> Trying to recast Ja Rule was nearly impossible. And um, the viral sensation himself, Andy King, who mm-hmm. if you guys don't remember, if you haven't seen – uh, was the – I have his title here. I should have everybody up here. Um, he was the event producer who, uh, let's just say, would go to extraordinary lengths to make sure that this festival – he was going to suck a dick. <laughs> he was going to suck a dick. Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. And I said, oh, my gosh, I've been taking something for the team every day. He said, well, you're our wonderful gay leader. And we need you to go down. Will you suck dick to fix this water problem? And I said, Billy, what? For a for a a case of Evian water. For a tanker of Evian water, not a case of Evian. Like a, it was, but it was for like, water. Yeah, so that the people could have access to water. Uh, we'll get there. Anyways, we'll um, get there. And then we're gonna split some characters: uh, Grant, Margolin. Uh, Billy's sort of trollish right-hand man, uh, Shaiwan Dang, who was the product designer for the Fire app, which I had never realized was an actual thing, like, sort of, so that, like, the yeah. entire tech side that crumbled basically due to Billy's... Fire the company is one thing, yes. and Fire Festival was a whole right. thing. Right, uh, due to Billy's negligence and corrupt business dealings. Marianne Roll, the Bahamian business owner, Bahamian business owner who lost her life savings trying to feed everyone on the island. And Mark Weinstein, the festival consultant slash uh, yogi instructor <laughs> who was who was um, sort of who is like the narrator of this sad angry seems story. to be the narrator slash uh, own like one of the many people who who were trying to tell Billy no mm-hmm. throughout this long chain of events. I found casting this movie somewhat difficult. Uh, particularly with the characters Billy and Ja Rule. Ja Rule just basically is just sort of a, car- you know, he's sort of, it's sort of cartoonish, his role in this. But Billy, I, I remember sitting down watching this movie. You've seen it before. You had seen it before. Yes. I had never seen any of this. And I just got so fucking mad at this Billy piece of shit. And it's- I texted you because I was like, I'm having trouble casting someone because I don't want to cast anyone good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to cast, I don't want to give Billy, this the real Billy satisfaction of casting someone with talent because I think the real Billy is just such a fucking you want trash like, person. You don't want like the legitimate um, theatrical release biopic of this movie. You want the like E Entertainment News Network version. Well, of this movie. I did originally, but I came around to it because I, I thought to myself, okay, well, I'm it, theoretically in this podcast, I'm making this movie, right? Yeah. So I wanted to pick someone. It's it's sort of weird. This is was like my thought. Like Billy is an extraordinarily unextraordinary person. That's really kind of perfect. And I kept thinking about that a lot. And I don't think that's very easy to do. Because here's the here is the huge dichotomy with Billy <coughs> is that you have people who worked with him on Fire Festival who were like, he's a genius. He is so persuasive. He is an incredible businessman. He is just amazing that he had as much success as he had at uh, raising funds and creating 
businesses as an entrepreneur. Like he's incredible. And these are the people who watched this entire thing go up in flames. Billy really is one of the world's greatest salesmen. He could convince anyone of pretty much anything. I've known Billy probably since he was 20 years old. This is a young kid who figured out how to get these millennials and lock them in. And that's entirely fascinating to me because I'm like, how at the end of the day are you still looking at him and being like, no, 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 he is a majorly influential entrepreneur. And at the same time, you're like, he absolutely screwed up this whole venture. I think think it's because he, I mean, like silver tongue aside, he seems to be someone that represents everything I hate about my own generation. Mm -hmm. Like, his confidence brings his own destruction, yeah. which I find to be both enraging but curiously interesting, I guess, if you think about this in a biopic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess – should I go first? Yeah. I'm going to say my actor's name and before you react to it, I, okay. I he is a handsome person. He's actually very attractive and, oh, and Billy okay. – Billy's type is more and Billy's uh, a beer piece of shit. <laughs> like <laughs> I would describe his body as like the keg diet, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Sort of college bro. But something about this actor struck with me a little bit, and I sort of saw this as an opportunity to maybe get him out of this sort of like weird romantic kind of boy toy roles he's been doing lately, and maybe. Maybe he can like Christian Bale it a little bit and just like put on some weight here. I ended up picking Blake Jenner from American Animals and um, Edge of Seventeen. The reason I picked him was mainly his performance in American Animals. Mm -hmm. He plays a a real kind of bro guy who doesn't really have much in way of talent. He's brought on to this group of people basically to become a getaway driver. And in that performance, I just saw a lot of someone that could maybe play this part of Billy that sees himself as like really confident and slick. And like th- like they say in the documentary, he's someone who thinks that he belongs like yeah. with, amongst these models and on these islands. Like he believes that he's one of them, mm-hmm. but he's really nothing. He's really just like a kid yeah. in Jersey who ends up just like living in his parents' basement. Today's a big day, uh, five o'clock. We have what will be known as the best coordinated social influencer campaign ever. So we're expecting millions of people to come visit our site, see the video, showing people that for three or four days you can escape reality and come experience Pablo Escobar's Old Island. It's an interesting choice because Blake Jenner is a bit of a, a bit of a hunk. Yeah. But um, he honestly has proven himself to be an incredible actor and I think could do this sort of duality of a fooling of almost fooling himself, knowing who he is and almost fooling himself that he's not that person. Yeah. And that's really how he gets so far. Yeah. Um, Interesting choice. I know it it was. I I don't like it. I'm kidding. Well, wait till you hear my jaw rule. Um, um, no, I'm excited for that. Okay. We're making bold choices. This movie doesn't exist. Also, we hate this guy. So <laughs> who cares? Sue us, Billy McFarland. Uh, he could. You ain't got money. Okay. Got- so I honestly didn't have a ton of trouble casting this movie. And I think I just had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Because I was like, who cares? And so I cast an actor who I think would be really interesting for this and who could deliver an incredible performance and who we would all fully buy in this role. Will Poulter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Will Poulter of... The Scorch. Okay. Yeah. Will Poulter of The Maze Runner. Uh, we're the Millers, Bandersnatch. Remember when he was going to be Pennywise? He was? Yeah. I didn't know they that. They fully cast him in that part and then that uh. didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, he's really great and has this sort of – because I did sort of cast mine leaning uh, in the direction of comedy in the way that I just really want people to be very self-aware. Yeah. Um, And so I think – he would be a really fun choice for Billy. Yeah, he uh not that we tinder cast anything, but like Billy's just fucking like stupid fucking face just drove me crazy trying to think of someone who could like look 
that way. And I think you, I think you got way closer. And I think yeah. this guy's a really, really good actor. I mean, there definitely was a point where you're watching the movie and there's just something about the way he treats people and the way he's acting that you're like, this man is disgusting to me. Yeah. I'm disgusted by Billy. Yeah, I like this choice a lot. Um, and so I kind of wanted to pick someone who we would reach a point where we're just buying into it so much that we're like, do I hate this man? <laughs> What's funny about Billy is that he's not, I think... There's a, a twinge of wholesomeness in him that he's like, he's just like a, a hardworking he's kid. He's doing his best. He's doing his best. Yeah. And he's just like really smart. And he has all these great ideas. All his ideas are fucking trash. Like yeah, his no. credit card business was fucking trash. Because it essentially was, he wanted to create a boys club. It's so evident. Looking back to when I moved to New York City, I was really looking for a community. I wanted perks and guidance and really, I wanted to be told what to do and where to go and where to find great things in my city. So... We created Magnesis. And it's from the jump of this movie, you're like, oh, this whole idea was born out of the fact that he got to spend a weekend with the hottest models in the world playing around on the beach. And he was like, this is the life I want to live. And so it's just it's it's gross that like the idea just sort of came out of him being like, this is who I am and I deserve all of this. And yeah. I want to create an experience for people when really, like, he just wanted to make money and, and drink on the beach with Ja Rule and Chanel Iman. Yeah, I really like this uh, this pick. I can really, like, yeah. I can, it, it's weird, like, no offense to Will Poulter, but, like, I can, I'm, like, starting to morph his face into Billy's face. If he gained, if he gained, if he gained a healthy a amount weight, of weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. He'd get that, get those jowls. Oh, God. Let's move on to Ja Rule. Okay. Let's let's face Ja Rule. Ja Rule. Who is who despite the fact that he uh was not charged with anything, right? No, I mean, I don't think he was indicted on anything. He is still though so responsible. <laughs> this was his idea. And like he knew every step of the way what was happening, but somehow he didn't go to jail. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, they have those conference calls where everybody on the fire team is talking to him and they're like, we committed fraud. And he's like, no, no. What that is, is and he like can't think of another. He can't think of what it is because it is it's legally the, the definition, definition of fraud. fraud. <sighs> who would have thought? Honestly, who would have thought it is 2019 and we are talking about jaw rule? <laughs> I can't name a single Ja Rule song other than the one with Ashanti. And I was going to say. I can't even remember that song. I was ja going to say, song. wait. I'm, or I'm I, Real? Is that the song? Ja Rule. It's just so funny because I especially love the part at the beginning where they're having this whole conversation. The the um, video team who's making the intro video yeah. is talking about how they. it's so obvious to them that like they just wanted to have fun and they were there to film it. And they're trying to get the girls to like just jump in the ocean and all these like models who get paid a tremendous amount Profes of money. They're like professionals. Like tremendous amount of money are like, no, we're just going to stay here and drink on the beach. Like, are you serious? And it's so funny because he is in the creepiest, most disgusting way. Ja Rule is like, no, 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 come on, come on. And it's like, you yeah. are such a creep. That was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Come on, baby. Yeah. We're about to create art. Yeah. Come on, get over here. Let's just get in the water. If y'all want to put on the whatever, it don't matter. Let's just get in the water. But hell, no, I'm not getting the water. Yo, get in the fucking water, Chanel. Hey, yo. Oh, if only I was a beautiful, beautiful runway model. You know what I mean? I, I would have left. I would have left and been like, look, I'm not coming back un unless there's yeah. a shooting schedule and you tell me what I have to prepare right. for. Because it I'm was not like. just going to jump into the fucking ocean at night. They were putting them in situations and being like, it's for the video. It's for the video. And it became clear that th none of this was planned and it no was idea. all just on the whim of yeah. whoever was there. And so I really appreciated uh, the voices we heard specifically making sure they knew that they weren't going to do anything just because they were told. Yeah. So sit down, Ja Rule. How rich do you think Ja Rule thinks he is? What, like, what do you think his net worth is? How, obviously, he's very wealthy. Yeah. But... No, but here's the thing. <laughs> he's not He's not that wealthy. That's what I'm saying. It's like, in this movie... He's not so appealing. Right. As like... He's not fucking Jay-Z who no. can just say like, I will cover all of this expense. Like... Yeah. I... I I don't – again, I don't know – I can't name you another Ja Rule song. So <laughs> that's why I'm up. like, what, what is ja going Rule's on? What are Ja Rule's hits? It's oh, murder. Wait, Always on Time is the Ashanti song. Wait, wasn't there one though with Jennifer Lopez? That's I'm Real. 
Yes, that's I'm Real. It's Murder. Oh, and Put It On Me? No, that's a good song. <laughs> that's a classic. Living it up. Okay. Some of these some of these titles. Daddy's Little Baby. Okay. Well, he's got some he's got some like early aughts radio hits. Yeah, no one wants to listen to these anymore. But um Okay, so is it my turn? Do it I is. go first? Yeah. Okay. So I cast somebody who has played a rapper before. Okay. Um, but who I enjoy as an actor and mm-hmm. again is somebody who I think could bring uh, a lot of levity to this mm-hmm. because it's outrageous. I picked Jason Mitchell. Oh, from of uh, Straight uh, Out of Compton. Compton. Okay. And Mudbound, yeah, Detroit, yeah. Kong Skull Island, The Shy, The Shy, Superfly, yeah. Keanu. How old is Jason Mitchell though? Jason Mitchell's really young. He is thirty-two, so he's not extremely young, but young enough. Yeah, o- old enough and yet young enough. <laughs> um. I like this pick. I think Jason Mitchell is a really, really good actor. Yes. And I, I, I hope I continue to see him in more and more stuff. I can I can see him here's like Ja Rule is nearly cartoonish in this documentary. Yeah. Like the way that they portray his lifestyle, like that speech he gives. Oh my god. Gross. Is to living like movie stars, partying like rock stars. Billy and fucking Michael Parsons. <laughs> it was so gross. So gross. Like the disgustingness of the men in this movie. Not even that. It was just like it. It's like a combination of just like rich people who aren't that. It, it's like rich people who aren't that rich, thinking that they're the richest person in the world. Like yeah. thinking that they're Richard Branson, thinking that they're Warren Buffett. Or, you know, um, uh, thinking, Elon Musk. Thinking that telling people that if they come to an island so they can live like Pablo Escobar, that that's a good thing. Pablo Escobar was a horrendous, murderous, terrible person. Yeah, I, I think Jason Mitchell's a, a great pick. Thank you. I, I, th- I think any actor who's able to bring that just that kind of it's weird. It's like it was almost stereotypical rap culture. In a yeah. lot of ways. It was. <clears throat> which he, is, I don't think is where rap is today. No. Which it is, is why a, it was so like comical. It is a late 90s, early aughts rap mentality. And that's 100% not what rap is today. And so he kind of just, he looks like an old man. Yeah. Like trying to be this thing that nobody, no young rapper is doing. Um, I struggled with this one, but. Um, Tell me. Tell me. I ended up going with Anthony Mackie. Okay. Who notoriously apparently on set, this is from, um, Uh-oh. This is, no, 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 this is from, it's kind of funny, like interviews okay. with like Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan, like after he, after the yell cut, he just screams, print the check. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like cut the check or something like that. And, and I think he's, a, I think he's a really talented actor. I think uh, obviously, do I have to say that obviously they don't look alike? Like, do I have yeah. to preface the fact that I I know that Anthony Mackie does not fucking look like Ja Rule? I don't think anyone looks like Ja Rule. But here's the thing about Anthony Mackie is when he is in his most like bulked up, I I 100% buy the persona that yeah. he would be selling. Like Anthony Mackie in Pain and Gain who's like yeah. taking roids to just kind of like fill up. Because he's a skinny guy. I get yeah. it. But I, I wanted that just – like you said, that old man rapper <laughs> – you know, someone who's like still trying to prove something. Yeah. I almost cast 50 Cent as like a big fuck you to Ja Rule, who notoriously who is, hates Ja Rule. Who is an a- actor. Right. Himself. But um, – He was shot nine times. I thought that was a little bridge too far. I, I think it's really interesting to see Billy and Ja Rule as a pair mm-hmm. of people who just yeah. think they are one thing and are really – Trying so hard to exude that image, like oh my God. just them mo- on jet skis was just. I wanted to. I I this was movie so mad. definitely has a scene that is imagined by the writer, um, which who knows? Maybe we should just write this movie <laughs> uh, of a confrontation between Billy and Jaw that is like the ultimate. Jaw walks away. Billy's left to hold everything in his hands. And he can't do it. <laughs> Could you imagine trying to do that scene yeah. seriously? I would love to see. I would love to see a fictionalized version of this movie. It's 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 one hundred percent. 
Because some of this, it, because the whole story is a stranger than fiction, like scenario. You don't even have to like make it up. Right. It's all right no, there. Yeah. Um, speaking <laughs> of stranger than fiction, it's time to talk about Andy King. So I, I remember when his clip just like went viral. Uh-huh. I could not, be- I couldn't believe that I didn't just sit down and watch this whole movie front to back right then and there. Yeah. But this story is so bizarre. Like. Because by all accounts, Andy, he, he knows and likes Billy, but he seems like a level headed guy. Yeah. He knows because he has um, produced major events that this is not going to work. And yet Billy calls him on the phone and says, you need to take one for the team. And he says, buddy, I've been taking it for the team every single day of this journey. And Billy says, but we need you to do one more thing because there is a shipping container full of Evian water that has not cleared customs. And you have to go to the man in charge. And... Fallation. <laughs> and just just do it. The shocking thing is, is that when he tells the story, he's like, I went home. Because you expect I, him to be like, and I, I said, my no. bags and I said, no, I said, I will not do that. And I'm going home. But you know what Andy says? And I literally drove home, took a shower. I, I I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. I, ca- I cannot believe, I cannot believe he admitted this. <sighs> okay, so it's my turn. <laughs> <coughs> I am so happy with the actor I picked. Also, he, I, I texted you, I could not find how old Andy King was. I think like late I think, 40s. I think he's ageless. I actually think he's way <laughs> older. I think he's a much older gay man who has lived a longer life. And I don't know, just Andy King is just going to live forever. So yeah, in the hearts of many. If you picked a 30-year-old actor, perfect. If you picked a 60-year-old actor, <laughs> <Great>. perfect. <laughs> but I'm really excited for my pick because this is an actor. I'm not sure most people will know. He pops up in a lot of stuff, though. Mm-hmm. I ended up going with an actor whose name is John Carroll Lynch, who was in the movie Zodiac. Yep. He was in Fargo. Yep. He was in the Drew Carey show. Yep. He, I just like saw his face and was just like, this is my Andy. It's so fascinating to me, this man's career. I love him as an actor. Um, He has played sort of like fatherly figures He's also played serial killers, the Zodiac, <laughs> and uh, well, it depends on if you believe Arthur Lee Allen was the Zodiac. Right. We won't get into that. <laughs> he's played John Wayne Casey. He, but he's a really dynamic actor, and I th- actually would love to hear these words come out of his mouth. <laughs> that, this, <laughs> this is this okay? So this is exactly what I mean. Like he has a warmth to him. Like you watch him yeah. in Fargo, he's like a really caring guy, and I think. Andy, at the end of the day, well, his persona comes off as very worn. Yeah. Obviously a team player. (laughs) But this is his resume. Like, people are going to see this and be like, we have to get Andy King because he will go to bat for us. I think that's right. I think this is the best (laughs) thing that could have ever happened to Andy King. But a couple things. I I think Andy was someone who, like, really believed in Billy very early on. Mm -hmm. And I think that has – that speaks to a level of naivete on Andy's part, which he fully admits to. But there's also a point where, like, when the festival is, like, at its – it's not its apex, but at its lowest, when people are, like, scrambling to find beds, like, it's Lord of the Flies. Andy – he he takes the coward's road like yeah, he, he hides in away. a truck yeah. and runs away and i think that that there's such a dynamic character there that you need kind of someone like this who's played yeah. a variety of warm people but also psychopaths and like yeah just like odd just an odd like someone who can fill those odd facets yeah i buy it i 100 percent buy it thank you um i went a slightly different route mm-hmm. um but i love this actor i think he would play this extremely well um and we would all love it i picked nick offerman whoa okay that is stunning um (laughs) 
Thank you. Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec and who I loved in Hearts Beat Loud last year. Hearts Beat Loud. Fantastic. I think I would have to watch him do this because Nick Offerman is known for a very sort of like stern, mm-hmm. statuesque kind of character. Like, did you ever see um, the McDonald's movie? The Founder. The Founder. Mm-hmm. Um, he played a sort of like a um, – He plays very a McDonald's. Serious. Do you know who his brother was in that movie? Who? John Carroll Lynch. <laughs> How do we get here? I'm almost positive I'm right on this. Let me click on it because I'm yes! on this page. Yeah, Matt, John Carroll Lynch played Mac McDonald's and Nick played Dick, Dick McDonald. McDonald. Wow. I'm so proud of us. That's the, I mean, that's kismet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, again, he is the kind of actor who whose talent really ranges further than I think people understand. Yeah. And I would just love to see a – I would love to see Nick Offerman in his most serious, most earnest admission. Yeah. Be the guy who's like, I tried to warn them. Every day we met, every day we would talk about, okay, should we pull the plug or should we keep this thing going? And every day Billy would say, we can't pull the plug. And I would step outside right after each meeting, literally go out on the porch and burst into tears. I wonder, I'm not just saying this because he's gay. I wonder if he was in love with Billy. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. Maybe. Because don't we do dumb things (laughs) when we love someone? I mean, that's actually a very interesting idea. Like Andy, by all accounts, seems like a very, very intelligent. All these people seem very, very intelligent people. And yet followed Billy to, like, they were all pied pipered by him, you know, and they followed him off a cliff. Let's continue because I feel like we're going to get into this discussion more as we talk about the people who worked for Billy. Yeah. Because that's the biggest question. Sure. Um, Just real quick, for sure, Andy going to the customs office would a thousand percent be in the biopic. One hundred percent. It's the selling point. of That's a trailer moment. It's just like it's all sort of (laughs) finchery, like – Andy's like parked the car. He's like walking up to the house. We all know what's oh, about to this happen. Is, this is the trailer of the movie. A ticking clock. We see Andy in his car. He is thinking it over. He is like, okay, you've got this. You can do this. He gets out of the car. He walks up, knocks on the door. Booming music. We're into the trailer. <laughs> Hollywood, make this movie. They're a thousand percent going to make this movie. <laughs> okay. So who's, who's next? next? Grant. Grant. Oh, Grant. Grant. Okay. So Grant, Grant is a little bit more of a mysterious character because we don't hear a lot from him other than him like barking commands at the beginning. He, again, is the disgusting meatball of a man who – Meatball is in a very accurate – Who um, – which the people, honestly, I trusted the most in this whole scenario were the people who made the initial movie because they seemed very much like they were like, we did this job and we didn't know what it was going to become – but these guys were crazy. And Grant was the guy who was like, we got to get the girls with the pigs. We got to make sure we're at the beach at this time. What does he know? So no, I, no. I, I know Billy wants to go see the pigs, and this is the only way to make it work. We can't shoot it, dude. Oh, yeah. And you know that we don't need to shoot Real talk. Like, we're spending a lot of fucking money. If we want to go fucking see the pigs, we go see the pigs. Find a way to make it work. So I'm doing this one on my own. You don't get... I don't get a so grant. what I say goes. Sure. Um, I again because I'm leaning more in a comedic route, but I think it would be really fun to see this guy just nail this. I went with Adam Devine. Oh, okay, yeah, I um, can see that. Who is very much a a Grant in? Uh, I think honestly the the look is uncanny, but I would just love to he- see him take on something that is meant to be entirely serious. And uh, bring that, like, cheek to it. Like, my analogy for Grant was, like, Jonah Hill in Wolf of Wall Street. He's the guy who suckles at Billy's fucking teeth at every move. And is just – but, like, goes so much farther off the deep end. Like, there's no reality where Grant wasn't just completely on cocaine or Adderall. (laughs) He seemed sweaty the whole time. the entire time. And who often was just like meat, like he when like people would come to him with issues was just so glib to them. Yeah. And like it just it just made me so crazy. And I think that's a really I think that's a really interesting choice for Adam Devine right now because he's strictly like comedy. Yeah. And, and to, Which is 
fascinating because did you see Isn't It Romantic? Yes. First of all, phenomenal. <laughs> it was really fun. Like truly an unexpectedly wonderful movie. He plays though what is a little bit off for him, which is not the big loud. Like he's much more straightforward. Yeah, he plays he's, a straight man. He is in many ways a sort of romantic lead for our main character, which is interesting for him. But um, yeah. Yeah. I, like I, that I think he is Grant. Shaiwan Dang, the product designer for the Fire app. So this was something I didn't know was that Fire originally started out as a booking website. Yeah. You want premier talent. No need to go through a booking agency mm-hmm. to pay a high cost fee. Come to Fire. Reserve. Your, you know, whoever you, you want, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift for, I'm just making this up, but like, yeah. someone's, you know, Rihanna, uh, I don't know what train is in my mind, but like, <laughs> I was trying to pick huh. not a hip hop artist. You and said I was like, celebrities. Okay. I have a friend who's obsessed with train, so that's why it's in my phone. Pat Monahan is definitely like, yeah, we'll be on we'll fire. Be there. Just, you know, people who will do anything for anybody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ja Rule. Ja Rule. And it sounded like a really interesting sort of business that got completely tsunamied by the idea of this festival. And so uh, Shai Wan was the product designer is what I said <coughs> and who has my favorite moment in this documentary, which is the board – like the board meeting call, like the Monday yeah. after the festival shit show and was basically like we've committed fraud. Yeah. And there is no coming back from this. Like you have decimated a year and a half of our work and our life. Is there any way that your product can be built while you take a step back on the ramp? Absolutely not. You've completely violated all the trust that we had in the product, in the company, in the brand, and in you. And public perception is a separate and almost unrelated problem. So these were the people who got contacted by the FBI post fire festival, essentially being like, Hey, what happens at this company on the day to day? And I don't think this was in the Netflix documentary, but I I know it's in the Hulu one where basically like Billy tells them that they're not being fired, but they're no longer getting paid. It's in the Netflix one. Oh, it is in the Netflix one? Because it's a phone call and she is the voice who is like, wait, so you're saying we can't file for unemployment. Yeah. And stupid Billy is like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know about like the implications for for that. But what they essentially tell them is, you're not fired, but we're just going to stop paying you. It's just so terrible. Why are millennials like this? Okay, so who'd you pick? I picked Constance Wu from Crazy yeah. Rich Asians. Yeah, and fresh off the boat, mm-hmm. I wanted a Asian actress mm-hmm. who could fucking stand up. And point out all the terrible things in the wake of the major terrible thing that Billy has let happen. Like, yep. Despite the fact the festival being a, like a marketing disaster, that marketing disaster has crashed this company. And not only is the company crashed, Billy is in like in return doing every one of his employees dirty. Yeah. And, it- and she's sort of the voice in the documentary that's kind of there kind of as like the the one avenger kind of coming in and being like this is fucking evil. Yeah, which is great cuz I think Constance Wu is is a great presence and could definitely be the one to be like, yeah, I'll talk. Like yeah. I'm sure they called a lot of people just to be like, "Hey, do you want on the record? Do you want to say something about this crazy company you worked for?" And if she's the one who's like, "Well, yeah, I she, she's like absolutely." I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um which part of me also wonders how the investigation interfered with any of this. Like if they're still looking into stuff, how many people like can't speak about know, their – Anyway, uh, Constance Wu, great choice. Thank you. Who's um, next? Marianne. Marianne. The Here's the good Marianne. news. Here's the good news. There was a um, – there was a GoFundMe started for Marianne after this documentary came out because her story is that she owned a restaurant on Great Exuma, the island that they ended up having this um, festival on. And so she was hired as a caterer to help feed everybody who came in. And so she put a lot of her own money into it because she had not been paid yet by the time the festival was supposed to happen. Yeah. Which, as we know. She ain't ever going to get paid. <laughs> uh, so someone started to go fund me for her to help pay her staff and recoup her money. And it reached $260,000 in the really first nice. nine days. I think there's another GoFundMe 
as well to oh, help pay some of the workers. Is that the same one, or am I um, thinking of different? Maybe I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, because there yeah. were other like day laborers who yeah. they would just keep hiring them. Yeah, without paying anybody. So, uh, yeah, probably the human face to the story, like yeah. the one who suffered the most, who you know, because she's the one who, at the end of it all, is like, I hate talking about this. Like this, right. if single event. Uh, destroyed my business and is ruining my life and I don't want to talk about it. I went through about $50,000 in my savings that I could have had for rainy day. And just, they just wipe it out and never look back. To see nobody return to say, let me, let me take care of what she has done. We know she has done right. I am really hurt from that. That moment in the movie when they're just like, Bussing everyone to her restaurant because, like, the site is in complete disarray. And there's people, like, on the roof. Yeah. On the pier. Like, ugh. Oh, my God. People just getting drunk. Anyway, uh, I went with wonderful comedic actress Retta. Mm, okay. Of Parks and Rec, of Good Girls. A little Nick Offerman Retta reunion here. Yeah. <laughs> A little Donna Meagle, Ron Swanson. Reunion. You know what, Kenna? Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, I just love the idea of seeing her attempting to tell everybody involved how she feels. <laughs> um, because I imagine there were a lot of tough tough phone calls made uh, yeah. in the aftermath. Um, but yeah, I just, I love her. I think she's so enjoyable to watch. And um, I think she would bring sympathy and also joy yeah. to this. So there you go. All right. I like it. You know, what's funny is like you're definitely taking – well, some of these have been a little more comedic. Mm-hmm. But like specifically for Marianne, I, I see I see that as like th- – this is like all her scenes are just going to watch her life just like fucking get ruined. Yep. Let's move on to Mark Weinstein, the festival consultant and apparently yogi instructor, which he like is so adamant that he was just like, I don't know why I'm going to be teaching yoga to these people during a music festival. But sort of the only one who was at, like, ground zero who was constantly, like, being asked to put out fires and would constantly write these emails, like, detailing how there's no way this festival can continue Mm -hmm. and was met with Grant's glib, like, they'll all be smiling when you're teaching them sun salutations or whatever the fuck (laughs) was sent back. And so I'm sure Mark – I'm sure everyone involved in this festival is accountable to some degree. Yeah. In this documentary, Mark really comes off as like the guy who's sounding as many alarms as possible Mm -hmm. throughout this thing. And so he he does come out looking kind of, I guess, like a hero. So I sent an email. Guys, we're running out of time. I've tried to warn you multiple times, but my words have fallen on deaf ears. I know that you're worried about a press blowback. But imagine a scenario where 350 people arrive onto a remote island, are herded onto yellow school buses, brought to a festival site that's unfinished and realize they have no place to sleep. And to make it worse, they have no way to get home because we don't have any charter flights booked back for them. And the response, the response was, at least they'll see your smiling face and yoga skills. He most of all, I think, leads us to ask the question, why... Did people go along with this? Yeah. Because that's the biggest question we have. Why did so many people buy into this for so long? Like, sure, we get the people who are in Billy's camp. Yeah. And so devoted to him for whatever reason. But truly, I mean, I I get it from the perspective of do you just do the job because you're like, I got to get paid? Or do you say, nah, I'm not going to be a part of this and walk away from it? Like, what what's the choice? Like, do we do we hold people like Mark Weinstein a little bit accountable for helping to make this happen? Or do we say, you know what? I get it. You did your best. I think these I think these sort of second tier middle management people, I think they get a little bit more of a pass because I know a lot of them lost personal money as well. Like. The guy who directed the like the tr- the teaser video didn't he lose something like one hundred twenty five thousand dollars of his own money or like the staging crew lost the, something Luca and Luca. the staging they lost money but also the guy who did the booking for the festival the yeah. kid who was the like I've never done this before yeah. he had money he Billy lost. was using his personal credit card yeah he lost he he got into like a hundred dollars hundred thousand dollars worth of debt yeah I think anyone who followed Billy ended up getting burned in their own way. Yeah. That's how I'm sort of seeing it. It's true. I ended up picking Christopher Abbott, 
actor from oh. It Comes at Night. And, oh, God. I like him a lot. I always say girls. He he left girls long ago to do other stuff. He's in a movie called The Sinner. He was just in the movie. What was that? Um, oh, he was in First Man. Oh, yeah, he he's, was. He's in a weird movie called Piercing. I watched a trailer for that, that, and it looks kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's who I went with. Kind of has the look for it, but specifically, like, in my biopic version, there's mm-hmm. obviously some scene where Mark is screaming at Grant and Billy how impossible this festival yeah. is, and they just, like, dismiss him. And that's that's Possibly kind of- because his title is Music Festival Consultant? <laughs> Yeah. Sure. That's a job that you're allowed to have in 2019. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. Did we? We did it. Did we do it? That's Fire Festival, the movie, guys. I hope you. Uh, I hope you buy a ticket. Coming probably, probably in the next couple yeah. of years. Okay. Um. Let's get to where does Barry Pepper go? I ended up putting him as Keith. The the. Like German uh, pilot Keith. who ends up getting fired because he's Keith, like Keith who learned how to fly a plane on what Google Flight Simulator. <laughs> it was like a Microsoft program that he was like, but he also said, it's pretty good. <laughs> but also, <laughs> that's true. But also, he was the only one who was like, so I, me and my girlfriend stayed in a tent on yep. the first island and realized it's untenable to yeah. to stay outdoors in a it's tent here. Entirely impossible. So, um, was immediately fired from his job. <laughs> And I kind of like that. And he left in his little propeller plane. His little propeller plane. Um, I put Barry Pepper as a character we don't see, but who we would certainly see Mm -hmm. in the movie. Billy McFarlane's dad. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like, there's got to be someone. Because there's got to be a scene where he goes home to his parents' house in Jersey to just stay in their basement and hide for a little while. And his dad is just like, You have brought shame to our family. What do you think his parents think of him? I mean, they obviously. I mean, they like. Well, I mean, here's the thing: they obviously sort of took him in when he didn't really have anywhere else to go and had lost all his money and was in trouble with the government. Um, There has to be a scene where his parents are like, "You're going to jail." Yeah, like there has to be some parental accountability here. Just be like, "You're going to do your time." But it's almost like I imagine like him because there is that whole thing about how like. He's still like booking rooms at fancy hotels to stay in in this interim. And how is he getting that money? And I'm like, maybe, maybe his parents are the kind of people who are like, nah, we'll take care of you. Like they're just they're, the whole reason he got to this point is because there's been no yeah. accountability yeah. in his you life could whatsoever. Do it. Yeah, you could do it either way. It's it, there's definitely some ominous tone that both of these documentaries have that Billy calls into the documentary both documentaries he just like I know he's in one but like at the end of both which was really strange he calls someone that they're interviewing yeah and is just like as they're interviewing him so strange and you know that after he serves his six years of jail time which seems I don't know I'm not a judge but uh, he's gonna be back and he's gonna be fucking shysting again yeah yeah, no, and he, so, yeah, it's, I mean, our justice system in that way is kind of a joke in that yeah. we can't, we can't identify repeat offenders. Yeah. When someone is a habitual line stepper, you got to yeah. cut them off. Um, do you have any notes for this movie? Here's the thing. I know that Fire Festival is a scam and it sucks because it ruined lives and it sucks. Yeah. But isn't it kind of remarkable that it was able to get as far as they did? It, I just kind of want to say that. It, it, it. <laughs> It checks off every single one of like Malcolm Gladwell's like outlier. Like you ever read the book, the book Outliers, the the chapter on like catastrophe. Mm-mm. And there's something in there where like there's like seven or eight steps that need to happen to lead to catastrophe. It's not just like someone makes a mistake and then like a nuclear bomb goes off. It's yeah. like there's a series of checkpoints that all have to fail before the catastrophe happens. And that's and what happened. This is exactly, yeah, this yeah. is exactly, you have uh, a hotshot entrepreneur who's never been told no. You have a rapper mm-hmm. who's trying to, you know, live beyond like what he thinks he is. And then you have a team of people who surround them and just are constantly just like giving, it's almost like a cult of personality. Like yeah, all these 100%. people are just like cult mentality giving themselves to this person who ends up just like leading them to destruction and, and it's obvious like i'm not going to ask you would you make this movie this movie's going to get made people 100 percent. and it's if any of these people get cast somebody owes us money <laughs> that's true 
we will be suing. We will hire. We will be hiring the lawyer. Yeah, whoever that guy. That Stacy, like, what's his face? Yeah, you will be hearing from yes. him. Uh, okay, guys, thanks for joining us on this week of the Boot. If you like this one, please check out our future episodes. Please check out our past episodes. Please rate and subscribe. Please tell your friends, guys. Kenna, where can people find us? You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to stop by and leave us a rating and a review because that's the best way to help us out. Don't be stingy with those words. You can also now find us on Kofi where you can go to make a very small donation to help us keep making this fine podcast. We're talking like $3 donations, guys. Who doesn't have three bucks? Uh, That link is in our description and all over our Twitter. You can find us on social media, at The Boot Podcast on Twitter and at Boot Podcast on Instagram. You can find us separately because we're talking Firefest, friends. At Flynn B and at Kenetrans. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. You think I got time to blow all this dough and do all these shows? On flight in the llama charge and white rover. Oh, another episode. To everybody that be living it up, we say. What I do. And all my ladies that be giving it up. worshiping celebrities so much just don't listen pay attention i remember right around september 11th uh ja rule was on mtv that's what they said, they said we got ja rule on the phone let's see what ja's thoughts are on this tragedy who gives a fuck what ja rule thinks at a time like this nigga this is ridiculous i don't want to dance i'm scared to death i want some answers that ja rule might not have right now you think when bad shit happens to me i'll be in the crib like oh my god this is terrible Cause somebody please find Ja Rule, get hold of this motherfucker so I can make sense of all this. Where is Ja? Add me Ja Rule.